we're back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, March the 16th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joe, I'm doing good. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. <clears throat> my hot take tonight. Uh, I don't, actually, I'm not quite sure what my hot take is, but uh, we're doing our NL Central preview today, but it's very important that we get the news out right now that uh, today LeBron James bought into a uh, as yet unspecified percentage of the ownership of the Boston Red Sox or the, rather the ownership group that owns the Boston Red Sox, which also owns like a NASCAR, a couple NASCAR teams and a uh, the Liverpool football club. Um, yeah. So, but the thing that's important to note about that, two things is that perhaps with LeBron James involved, Boston could move away from being the most racist sports town in the country, Uh Hopefully, hopefully he can give us some direction on that one, but I doubt it because he's actually a huge Yankees fan. So if anything, I think he'll probably try to sabotage the Red Sox due to his Yankees fandom. What are the odds that he is just doing this to troll Boston, right? Just as like a a long-term scam to get back at Boston Celtic fans for like 2008 whenever that was. When, oh, for when they beat them in the they, playoffs? When they kept beating him in the playoffs, exactly. Uh, like, haha, now I own your baseball. I own 2% of your baseball team. What, it, is it? I, I read it was unspecified. I only am basing that he, when he first, well, when his company first invested in that group that is also the Fenway Sports Group. Right. That also has, like, the ownership of that Liverpool soccer team. Yep. Uh, he got 2% ownership of them. Right. They, so, he was invested in the Liverpool club before he inv- invested in the in the full sports group. Right. I mean, that's just a way of, like, bracketing his investment. They're just saying, you owe this is what you're putting in, but he's really just owning a percentage of it. I mean, how many people are involved in this ownership group? Uh, it's pretty I big. <clears throat> it, yeah, I mean, it's undisclosed, but it's probably, like... Well, it's, like, uh, it's a pretty... They own a lot of stuff. Um, they own, like, a, they own, you know, the Red Sox. They own some major NASCAR teams. They own... The Liverpool team, they own something else, too. I, so it's like portfolio <laughs> managers are... Right. right. Oh, they own, like, like a, a Grand Prix racing team, too, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's got to be... It's some kind of sports management mixed with investment yeah. groups, you know? Oh, like, they yeah. have a sports management... They have a... Yeah, they have, like, an agency also. And so there could be, like, 40 to 50 yeah. other people that are involved. They're probably in big in cockfighting. I, I, I don't know. Least, yeah. Um, it's really... The story is not LeBron James buys the Boston Red Sox. The story is LeBron James is like one of possibly a hundred different people who have invested money in this, you know, investment group that owns part of the Boston Red Sox. But the real troll would be that if he's going to, he is trolling Boston, but it's for their racism. And he's like, 
you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cure Boston of racism. <laughs> right. That would be great. If that was the yeah, outcome, they, but, I'd be but down with nothing it. nothing that would piss off a Boston sports fan more than that. <laughs> but I actually looked into that today because Joel was like, Joel and Eli both were so pumped about it. And then I just started sending pictures to the group chat of LeBron James wearing every single baseball team's baseball cap except for the Red Sox. Lots of pictures of him in a Yankees cap. But I was looking oh, through, and he actually. Um, oh, he was in the. He was in the. Like he had some like bleep, like some fancy. Sam, Sam found a picture of him in a Miami Marlins cap, in a Cleveland Indians cap, in an L.A. Dodgers cap. Oh, like and, every, literally every team. Every yeah. place he's played. Every place he's played, and um, then the Yankees, because he's actually a Yankees. He's actually fan. a Yankees fan, but. Uh, I actually was reading, because I thought, you remember when Adam Jones uh, was saying that the Fenway Park was the most racist place to play? Yeah. Um, yeah. And they asked LeBron James about that because, you know, whenever race and sports, racism and sports come up, people get LeBron James' take on it. And he actually didn't uh, slam Boston. Um, he kind of responded in a, like, oh, yeah, I totally believe that. I haven't personally experienced anything like that in Boston. Right. But no, it's a, it's a problem it, at large in a more general sense in sports. I think that tells you that yeah. seats at the garden are too expensive. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think you've got two things going on there. One is there's a different group of people going to Celtics games than who are going to Red Sox right. games. Or the Cavaliers games. Or the Cavaliers game. No, no, because they're talking about Boston. Sports. Oh, specifically, you're so you're yeah. saying Red Sox fans specifically are probably. I think. I, I think statistically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're dealing with a, a sport whose fans is baseball you, the most racist sport, uh, call it racing, and then baseball. Well, uh, probably football. Football. I mean, yeah. What are the what are the what are the standards we're measuring this by? You know, okay, exploited so, work or uh, well, then it's college football. Well, obviously it's college. Yeah, it's college football. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can actually, if you look at, and this isn't racism, this is just partisan and demographic breakdowns. The funny thing is, everybody watches the NFL, right? Like. Across uh, race and age and politics, everybody watches the NFL. Major League Baseball skews older, whiter, more male, more conservative. Basketball skews less white, younger, less conservative. And then soccer is only watched by socialists. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like... Multiracial socialists. Right. Like, doesn't right. matter. Right. There's right. no right. racial right. breakdown right. for soccer. It's just if you're Whatever. a socialist. Just pay more taxes. The Portland soccer team is the the Rose City Thorns, something like that. It's like they're sponsored by Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> they have it on their jerseys. It's like it's some like computer yeah. font, like Antifa. Antifa's, you know, it's not an organization, but they do own the Portland soccer team. <laughs> they do. I think Antifa, it's all capitals except for the I. Is <laughs> Maybe the F, too. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, LeBron is definitely trying to, like, be the, the 
you know, Michael Jordan owns a uh, NBA team. Magic Johnson is a part owner of the Dodgers and the Lakers. I mean, I feel like you've discussed, like, there's a kind of a can't-miss thing going on. You don't have to be a good businessman to make money on a baseball team right now. Right. right. Despite what those owners may tell you. Exactly. Um, it's a way to, like, accrue equity while claiming losses. So it's like the value of the team keeps going up, and therefore the value of your investment keeps going up, but you can claim it as loss on your taxes because they're not quote-unquote profitable. Right, right. All right, well, well, we'll definitely probably have to follow up with this again. All right, but... Tidy episode on racism? Tidy episode on racism. We've got to get to that. Also misogyny. Um, Those will be uh, separate episodes. Also joining us tonight, as per usual, is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? It's going pretty good, Joel. Thanks. Glad to be here. I'm coming to you as per usual from... My basement in Seattle, where it's sunny and still light outside at pushing the 7 o'clock hour. It will be light at 10 o'clock or something like that within a couple of weeks or something. Uh, my hot take is it was not pizza night. So that may not seem like a hot take to you, other anybody, but it was pizza night. It was pizza night. But I don't. I can't eat pizza, so it's not a pizza night. And I wanted to talk about my sadness and not being able to eat pizza, even though I ate pizza on a not pizza night. But did you just? But do you have to watch also everyone else in your family enjoying pizza? That's why I'm down here in the basement. <laughs> so wait, I'm really confused. Why can't you eat pizza? It it, it, it gives me like weird dreams. I, I like sweat pizza dough and I have funny dreams and and like I sit up in the middle of the night with like the most wicked burning heartburn and indigestion and among other things it treats my body like a fucking voodoo doll and uh, so my family is having pizza night par- partially because I'm down here in the basement but also partially because they like pizza so they're having it and I'm going <laughs> to I was going to have the leftover curry in the fridge, but of course, when there's pizza, I'm like, that's really looks pretty good. Maybe I'll just have one that and like try a little bit of that. And so I, it was not pizza night, but it was kind of pizza night. So wait, did you eat pizza? That's what I'm confused about. I mean, kind of. No, no, no. He snuck some some slices out of the fridge and took them down to the basement before his baseball podcast. And I was going to regret it later on tonight. That's that's the summary of it. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> I, I should have eaten the curry. You should have eaten the curry, man. Dairy free and gluten free. Is it the gluten thing? Well, I had rice too, but yeah, no, I, I don't know what it is. It's like I, I in the fucked up thing. It's like in when I would go to New York on anywhere, I would just eat only pizza. Like I ate pizza all the time. Like when I growing up and when I was a younger, younger man, and now I'm like in the last five years, it's just turned on me, and I. Fucking hate it so much. <laughs> what if you like, like just ate pizza for breakfast? It would just oh uh, maybe you know, and then maybe by the time you go to bed that night, it would I'll have sweated out at work. Right, it would have like, done its I'm thing hungry. already. <laughs> you could still enjoy pizza. You just have to do it earlier in the day. Yeah, my my family's pizza night is my pizza morning. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just put an entire pie directly in the refrigerator when it comes. Yeah. Could you get me a cheese? I'll get that. Just put it straight in the fridge. I'm having curry. I'm having some carrots. Uh, I'm really interested in the pizza nightmares, though. That's the thing that that I'm curious. Food has really, in my also as I've gotten older, food really fucks with my dreams. Huh. I don't have like a lot of vivid dreams unless I eat, like eat like a steak or like pizza or like a, it's like often tied to my digestion. Huh. Interesting. That sucks. I I had. I mean, it's kind of cool if it's like crazy ass dreams. Right. See, I, I had. I'm going to share this on the podcast. The most boring dream I've ever had the other day when I dreamt that I got a discount on buying uh, pillow cases online. <laughs> you were like, oh, this is pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me ask you though. When you woke up, were you like pretty disappointed? That was, that was <laughs> you just like w- woke up. It's and... not the most boring dream you've ever had. That's like bordering on a wet dream. I was <laughs> it was. It was a good dream. Yeah, you woke up and you were like, "Oh, I wish that was really happening." I really wanted that fifteen percent discount on those olive green pillowcases. It was only fifteen percent. Also, it's like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> You couldn't dream up yourself like a 65% discount. <laughs> yeah, that's all Joel will afford himself in his like subconscious greatest moment. Yeah? Like this is ringing every fucking button in his brain. So obviously the 15%'s got something to do with that too. So maybe I'm just becoming a more boring person. <laughs> what do you mean becoming? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Um like I said, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. I have to mention this, gentlemen. I apologize. Okay, so it's been over a year of the coronavirus COVID pandemic, right? Pandemic. For most, for most of that time, we've been quarantined or partially quarantined and uh, working from home, you know, at risk of losing jobs, lots of stress and anxiety. And I want to say that the one good thing about the COVID pandemic is I don't have to listen to my coworkers talk to me about college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's two years you got out of. The University of Illinois, they won the Big Ten championship this weekend. Damn. The number one seed. They're they're one of the number one seeds going into March Madness. I've been watching footage on my phone of undergrads who, you know, which is about a mile that way, like running through the streets with no masks, not social distancing or anything, celebrating Illinois' win. So I'm happy for the Illini, but I am so damn happy that I don't have to listen to anybody explain it to me. So, <laughs> March Madness at like an office can be pretty overwhelming if you don't like it, maybe. Right, mm. right. And, and then multiply that by you live in the town. Yeah. Right? You visit a college town and this is the first time Illinois has been good at basketball in, like, 15 years. 
Yeah, that, I was going <coughs> to... Didn't they win recently? No, no, they've been bad. They went to the national championship and lost in 2005. That was what it was. That was the last time they were good. Yeah. And uh, are you... What are their chances this year? Do you know? Pretty good. They're like, probably not the favorite. They're, they're probably... I'm guessing Gonzaga or Baylor is probably the favorite. But, you know, they're a number one seed, so... One of the four top one seeds. Four, yeah. And right, but I feel game. like there's always, like, there's four top seeds, but there's, like, two t- real top seeds, you know? Well, I mean, I think Gonzaga was, like, undefeated in the regular Gonzaga's season. Gonzaga's undefeated, yeah. They have I, think they're, I think they're the, un- the kind of number one seed. They are the overall number one, t- uh, officially, yes. Is Baylor the number two? And then, I, I think so. I'm not sure. Right. Baylor, this Baylor. sounds like a, w, like, a, like a NCAA women's tournament. Yeah, Baylor. Yeah. Baylor and Gonzaga, aren't yeah. uh, Gonzaga's had a good... Yeah. Their their men's program has been good for a long time. I don't think they have much of a women's program. Or, well, I don't. I shouldn't say that. Uh, no, they, they do, probably, but it's not like the men's program. Yeah. No, not like UConn. Not like UConn, exactly. Or Baylor. Like, Baylor is like the other really good women's Baylor program. hasn't had a good... Well, they've kind of had flashes, I guess, lately. Yeah. I kind of li- I like college basketball. Yeah. I prefer it to college football. I hate to tell you, mm. and I actually prefer I it to college baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I do also. We should talk about that. All right. Well, we're halfway through this episode, so I should probably start talking about baseball. But uh, specifically the NL Central. Are you just delaying because you don't have anything to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I have. I'm fucked for the NL West. I haven't done any research, and I have the easiest NL to be. Exciting one. I do want to give some shout outs though. Thanks to everybody who's been listening to us. Uh, make sure if you follow us on, uh, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, rate it, review it, subscribe to it. You can also check us out on SoundCloud, Spotify. Follow us Twitter at Dump on the Ump, Instagram, Dump on the Ump, Facebook, Dump on the Ump. All right, gentlemen, here we go. Okay, National League Central. So, for those of you who have been following us, every week we've been uh, previewing a different MLB division. This week, our penultimate division falls on my slender shoulders to do the NL Central. And I was really stressing about this because uh, I'm not going to go through the teams by favorites like we have done in the past. I'm just going to do it by kind of theme. So, my straight up I want to tell you, the National League Central is going to be the worst division in baseball in 2021. It's going to be bad, okay? What, what, what is your merit for bad? Well, look at this. So I was looking at Fangraphs.com, okay? Here are Fangraphs.com's final NL Central standings <clears throat> projected for 2021. Okay, they've got the Pittsburgh Pirates, 66 and 96. The Cincinnati Reds, 77 and 85. The Chicago Cubs, 78 and 84. The St. Louis Cardinals, 79 and 83. And the champion Milwaukee Brewers, also at 79 and 83. <laughs> That's bad. That's fan graphs? That's fan graphs. That's the projected. Final NL Central standings. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Right, right. Uh, that's that's the extreme one. I mean, the over under 
Vegas has the Cardinals over under 86 wins. And they're the best team in the NL Central, according to Las Vegas. Uh, then you've got the Milwaukee Brewers, 83 and a half. The Reds, 81 and a half. The Cubs, 79. And the Pirates, 58. I think it's interesting the Cubs are so poorly viewed when they've been sort of the darling of everybody for the last five years. Exactly. And I want to talk about that. Um, this is a division, even though it's going to be the worst division, it's also going to be highly competitive. You can build a case for four out of the five teams to win this division. I, with, and what about the concept of, like, this team? I mean, what if it, the, all those records turn out, but one of the teams wins the World Series? That's probably not going to happen unless somebody <laughs> gets lucky. <laughs> I mean... I mean, it could, right? The, that's that's how the Cardinals won two World Series. Exactly. They did it twice. So, but yeah, not, a, not a sub-500 Cardinals. They were close one year when they beat the Tigers. I believe they were like an 83 and 79 team. That year. I don't know a lot about math, but I think it's mathematically impossible for every team in the division to end up under 500. No, so. I'm sure it's happened before. It's got to have happened before. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm going to say that that's impossible. Like, it's good enough. Here's what I want to say before I get into my previews, though. For you betting people, the Pittsburgh Pirates right now are at plus 6,600 to win the division. So that means if you put $100 down on the Pittsburgh Pirates to win the NL Central, it will get you $6,600 back in winnings. Is that cool because it's like close to the number of the beast, or you just like those odds? I just, I just think that that's how terrible the Pittsburgh Pirates are supposed to be this year. I just want to come out in full disclosure that I do not support this becoming a bed, uh, gambling podcast. Agree, agree. <laughs> I'm also notoriously bad at gambling. That's why it vexes you. It taunts you. No, not really. Yeah. Well, we should have a whole gambling podcast sometime. <laughs> nice, tidy gambling uh, weird, podcast. I mean, <laughs> what do you say? Nice, tidy gambling podcast. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> I just don't see anybody. I see... I, 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 I'm interesting. Go ahead. Carry on. I, I want to start off with the Chicago Cubs because I fucking hate the Chicago Cubs. I believe before I started this podcast, I had more friends who are Cub fans, and I've lost those friendships. Through <laughs> right, you don't even and care. I, I'm okay, exactly. I'm okay with that, right? I think that's just, that's just evolution. Exactly. So I want to start talking about the Cubs because, like Thomas was saying, they won it last year. They've been uh, the big dog in the division for the last six, seven years, uh, probably. Hold on, Joe. Can I just ask, do you know who was supposed to, like, projected to win it last year? Because I don't think it was the Cubs. I don't know who was projected to win it last year. That's a good question. That's a really good question. Yeah, look that up. Um, So the Cubs, they did win it last year. They finished at 34 wins and 26 losses. And they offensively had a very down year. So if you're looking for a bright side for the Cubs, look at that. Chris Bryant hit 206. 
Anthony Rizzo hit two twenty two, and Yavi Baez hit two oh three. Their three big bats all underperformed during the 60-game season last year, and they still won the division. Uh, so if you're looking for a reason to be optimistic about the Cubs, that would be it. But me, uh, I'm looking at reasons to hate on the Cubs. So they lost you, Darvish, which I think is going to be a huge loss to their rotation. They also don't have John Lester anymore. So I'm thinking that the Cubs' offense will probably be okay, but their pitching staff is going to have a lot of holes in it. They also lost Jose Quintana, right? They lost Jose Quintana uh, to who, though? I couldn't tell you. He went no. He went to. Uh, we talked about it. Yeah. Um, Kyle Hendricks should be the ace of the staff, um, along with maybe Alec Mills. Uh, who I only like because he throws at EFIS. They re-signed Jake Arrieta, who was good in 2016, but he's kind of been trashed the last couple of seasons. And their uh, bullpen is Craig Kimball and Brandon Workman, who, you know, used to play for the Red Sox. Kimball's kind of been... Kimball's been trashed for a while now, which is bad because I always kind of like him. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. I don't know. Um, they also lost Kyle Schwarber to the Nets. They lost Albert Almora to the Mets. They replaced Kyle Schwarber with Jock Peterson from the Dodgers. He's been raking in spring training. And who has been raking in spring training. That is true. So, I don't know. I mean, like, there are reasons to like the Cubs going into 2021, but, but there's lots of reasons to not like them. Picota has them finishing 85 wins, 77 losses, with a 29% chance of winning the division. I'd follow. I'd, I'd say that's what I'd put in more like. 85, yeah. But, I mean, I guess their pitching staff, I mean, Hendricks is good, but then you said, what was it after that? It was like Arietta. Alec Mills. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't remember him being impressive, and Arietta's kind of been crappy. So, yeah, I, their, their starting rotation is, doesn't seem like it's got a lot of shape to it, but I don't know. Yeah, fuck the Cubs. The other thing is that the Cubs are just an extension of the Republican Party now. <laughs> because of the because of their owner, right? So he's just gonna suck that franchise dry and use Wrigley Field for like what's that guy's name? Kid Rock concert. Do you think that Derek Jeter will sell a controlling interest of the Miami Marlins to Donald Trump at some point? Yes. <laughs> I can't believe I hadn't thought of that before. <laughs> there you go. That's, really? a that's a reason I'm regularly here. That's brilliant. Uh, next team on my list is the Cincinnati Reds. So the Cincinnati- what, They're just second on your list of things you wanted to talk about? Or <laughs> things I want to talk about. I'm not going in any... I, I will actually kind of explain the order if we have time, but it's not... Yeah, yeah. The Reds. Okay, so the Reds are interesting. They made a lot of moves in the offseason, mostly for cash. They lost a lot of guys. They lost Anthony Discalfanis. I'm mispronouncing that. They lost Rocio Iglesias. And they also, of course, lost uh, NL Cy Young winner and professional troll Trevor Bauer. 
Now, the Reds snuck into the playoffs last year at 31 and 29. They still have a rotation that is led by Sonny Gray and Louis Castillo, both of who I'm kind of high on. Sonny Gray had a good year last year. I had him on my fantasy team. I I think both of those guys could be good. The third guy is Carson Fulmer. He's not very good. But they also have, coming out of the bullpen, they've got Amir Garrett, and they signed Sean Doolittle, who used to play for the Nationals. Um, you get a home run off him the other day. Yeah, I, I kind of think he's trash. Yeah, he used to be good. He's probably kind of over the hill. Uh, obviously, they still have Joey Votto. They've got Eugenio Suarez, who's pretty yeah. good. Mike Moustakis, I like that guy. Oh, and they also have D. Gordon now on that team, which I thought was funny. Uh, well, D. Gordon Strange. D. Gordon, D. Strange Gordon, I thought. D. Gordon Strange. I, There's uh, a good chance I'm mixing it up. I think it's Strange Gordon, which is a messed up story also. That his mom died. I don't know if I know the story. His mom, Strange is his mom's last name, and she died in front of him because she was murdered by her boyfriend. Jesus. When he was a kid. He was seven. Yeah. Anyway, so that's to honor his mom. I was going to make some, like, Doctor Strange jokes, but then I read the story, and I was like, ooh. Damn. Dang. (laughs) I'm glad glad you do your research, at least. (laughs) A little bit. But the the Reds are kind of, I think, the dark horse in the division. I could... I like, I want... Good. They have somebody else in their starting rotation, I thought, that was like... Um, Those were the only guys I came up with. I'm not sure. Losing that one could hurt. I don't know. Well, it definitely hurts, but... Right. Right. Uh, Sonny Gray and Castillo were the two top of the rotations. Yeah, figure that out. Um... Pakoda has the Reds finishing at 79 and 83 with a 6% chance of winning the division. See, and, and like, I really, like, you know, when I did the AL Central preview, I was like, watch out for the Kansas City Royals. They might sneak up on some people. My, my, Joel's lock of the week is the Cincinnati Reds are going to surprise some people in 2021. That's what I'm thinking. But I'm not picking them to win the division. Uh, Wade, oh, they have Wade Miley. That's funny. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know who I was. I must have been wrong, but yeah, I don't know. But they've got some potential there. They really do. Uh, Next team on my list. Oh, Sam, did you say something? Nope. I'm listening. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, they were also very active over the offseason. They got. Second baseman Colton Wong on their team, which I like. Pitcher Brent Anderson and outfielder Jackie Bradley Jr. Giving the Brewers maybe like the best defensive outfield in Major League Baseball with an outfield of of Bradley, uh, Dump on the Ump All-Star Lorenzo Cain, and MVP Christian Yelich. Who plays center field? That's what I want to know. I would put JBJ in center field, but I, I can't speak for uh, what's his name, Craig Council. 
JBJ is the best of those three guys in the outfield. Defensively, I'd agree with that. Uh, Lorenzo Cain is so good, though. He also, yeah. but he has also a lot of left field experience because that's where he played with the Kansas City, I think. Yeah, and he was. Yep, that's true because we heckled him in left field. Right. Uh, and no left. Yeah. Wait. Left. No. Left. Yes. Yeah. Sam said right. No, I said left. Um, Joel, after <laughs> after Joel said the left field, you said right, and I said no, oh left. yeah, but I was I was agreeing <laughs> with him. Yeah, yeah, I know. But oh. I, was, I was trying to make a joke. I guess it just yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> this entire podcast is just a bad Abbott and Costello joke. I think Christian Yelich plays left field though, doesn't he? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, does. it doesn't matter. You can put all three of those guys in the outfield. They're all going to be... Put them all in left field. Put them yeah. all in left field. <laughs> um, the Brewers also have Daniel Vogelbach, who looks to me like a human beer keg, which is why... We I have like the Mariners had Vogelbach. I know. I liked him on the Mariners, and I like him on the Brewers also. Um, their pitching is led by Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns, yeah. Like... All the things I was reading was uh, positive about that. I'm like, Woodruff is like top of the line. I think is he is he is he top of the line? I was questioning that. I think he's better than uh, what's his fuck Clayton Kershaw. Oh really? Wow, yeah. hot take. I think you see Colton Wong hit a home run on the first pitch off. Kershaw in the first Yeah, they took him back-to-back today. I saw that. I think Colton Long's a great sign by the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, I think they'll be pretty good. Um, They also have closer and accidental racist Josh Hader on that team. It's not accidental, just (laughs) pass. Historically. Historically racist. Historically racist Josh Hader. But he's pretty good at Pitching, so, so yeah, I'm 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 high on the Brewers. Pakoda has them finishing at 89 and 73, with a 55 percent chance to win the division. I think their main competition is going to be the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals made the biggest deal of the offseason by acquiring third baseman Nolan Arenado from the Colorado Rockies. The Cardinals also retained Yadier Molina and pitcher Adam Wainwright. Both of whom are like in their sixties at this point. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, this is the the retirement home of Major League so, Baseball. Uh, why are the people so low on the Cardinals? Is their pitching really bad? See, I don't think they should be, and I don't know. Like, um, uh, Pakoda has them finishing at eighty-one and eighty-one with a nine percent chance of winning the division. They have pitchers Miles Michaelis and Jake Flaherty. I would. I don't know. Am I dumb? Is Jake Flaherty the best pitcher in the division? That's what I was coming into this thinking. I don't know. I was, yeah, I was expecting Thomas's uh, pro Brandon Woodruff uh, position. I'm a big Jake Flaherty guy. They also have Paul Goldschmidt. Still, he's good. Right? Who's good? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I think the people are underestimating the St. Louis Cardinals. Definitely. And Matt Chapman, right? Did they get Matt? I thought he was still on Oakland. Did they get him from Oakland? No. Who am I thinking of? Matt Carpenter. 
Yeah, oh, Carpenter, yeah. They have Carpenter. But he's kind of old, too. <clears throat> but everybody, once you like walk into St. Louis, like I said, it's like feel the dreams, you get old. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Okay. Um, and then the Pittsburgh Pilots are going to be the worst team in Major League Baseball. They dealt Sam's favorite player, Josh Bell. They lost pitchers Joe Musgrove to the Padres. Jamison Tylon to the Yankees. They got 11 prospects in return, so the Pilots are basically in sell mode before the season even starts. Uh, one yes. third of their total... Yeah? I just got to interrupt and say that. I was like talking back to all this stuff. I had like all these funny jokes, and I had forgot that I put my, my camera on mute for one second. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just want to say that. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> I, just, I just want to say they were hilarious. It was hilarious. I've been making great jokes this whole time. <laughs> uh, one third of the Pirates' payroll is going to outfielder Gregory Polanco, which is eleven million dollars. <laughs> so they're they're a broke ass club. Pakoda has them finishing sixty one and one hundred and one with a zero percent chance. Of winning the division. So one he, thing that I did say, isn't it Jack Flaherty? What? Is it Jake Flaherty or Jack Flaherty? Jake. Really? Pretty sure. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. See now you got me. I got Jake. Jack. Jack Flaherty. Jack. I'm looking I'm looking at the roster right now. Yeah. He's twenty five years old. He's six four. He's really good. That was one of the things I was saying was I think his name is Jack. Oh, okay, you <laughs> Which wasn't one of the jokes. That was one of the more important things that I said. That I forgot. <laughs> but he's pretty good. He's pretty on par with Brandon Woodruff, I think. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, so Flaherty is my guy in the NL Central. So here's, here. you guys kept asking, well, what do you think? What do you think? Here's what I think. If I'm, if it's my house that I'm betting, I'm betting Please on... Please don't bet your house. I'm betting on the Milwaukee Brewers to win the the division. Don't bet your house on anything. If it's your house that I'm betting, I'm betting on the St. Louis Cardinals to win the division. Okay. If it's the house if you're that, trying to fuck. If that makes any sense. <laughs> <clears throat> it, okay. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. Did I mute myself? No, you, we can hear you now. You might have. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I think it's good. I think, like, a house, if I was betting my house, this is what I would bet on. If I was betting your house, this is what I would bet on. And then there's got to be a third one. Though. There's got to be, like, if I was betting oh, my well, whole I'm, family's house. Yeah, no. Or, like, if I'm betting the, like, my my ownership stake in the Miami Marlins, I'm, I'm betting on the Pirates to win the division. <laughs> But like these are all none of these teams are going to be good. The the race is going to be tight. Um, I would love to see the Reds do something. The other thing is who's going to be sellers at the trade deadline, right? So like a lot of what I was reading about, especially in regards to the Chicago Cubs, the Cubs could run away with this. Like they have the best offense of any of these teams. In the division. No pitching. But they got no pitching. Right. So there's a scenario where the Cubs are running away with this and their buyers at the deadline. There's a completely 
also different scenario where they're third or fourth place by the uh, trade deadline, and then you got Yavi Baez or Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryant on the trading block at the trade deadline, and the Cubs are sellers, and that's the end of their reign altogether. Which I think is very interesting. I mean, aren't the Cubs sort of already selling? Well, my hot take on that is they're trying to be sneaky and they're trying to do the whole rebuild on the fly thing. Right, Right. I thought it was pretty well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I think they're they're not tanking yet. But But they're not signing, they're not continuing to to fight for this round of Cubs. Jock Peterson is a big sign. Right. No, I mean, but so like, so they're kind of giving up on Brian and Rizzo as being the core of it. They're like, we got one championship. We're going to move on to the next thing now. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I think they're going to suck that vampire drive with every ounce that it's worth. I, I don't know, man. I'm looking at this Cardinals roster. I think they're going to be pretty good. They got yeah. their infield is uh, Goldschmidt. Um, Carpenter at second, I guess. Paul DeJong at shortstop, and then Nolan Arenado at third base. That's a good, yeah. Like that's a legit infield. I feel like who's in the outfield? I don't know. I don't know any of these guys. Michael A. Taylor. Uh, got a lot of left fielders. (laughs) (laughs) Harrison Bader. I don't know that guy. Uh, no, I don't know. And then, I don't know. I don't know any of these guys. Well, what yeah. teams... Here, let me, let me read this to you, and then we should uh, wrap this up. But So, uh, postseason odds. Here we go, from Fangraphs.com. Milwaukee, 33.9%. St. Louis, 33.5%. Chicago, 25.4%. Cincinnati, 20.1%. Pittsburgh, 0.5%. So, like, it, it's really anybody's division. Go with the, I, I like the Brewers, but yeah, cards, sure. Go with the cards. Probably not the Cubs, but it, like, there's a universe where the Cubs win by like 15 games. Yeah, I, I, th- I think the Cardinals are the Brewers, but yeah. Wait, wait. What are you picking, Joel? Oh, we we don't have to do that. I, I mean, that. I'm I'm leaning like I, I may change my mind. Right now, I would go with the Brewers. You think the Brewers are going to win it? But they're the only team from the Central that's going to make the playoffs, maybe. Oh, definitely one team from this division is making the playoffs. It's back to regular wild cards, right? It's like yeah, two, three division champs, two wild cards. Right. The wild cards played. It's a play-in game. Yeah, yeah. Like you got, you got. After we talked about the NL East, you got the Braves, the Mets, maybe the Nats, maybe the Phillies, and then you got the Dodgers and the Padres. One team from this division, and that team might have a winning record. May or may I think, not. I think it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I'm pretty sure it's impossible that they don't. That... I want to see the math on that, Thomas. I feel like some <laughs> at some point somewhere. I'm sure that there's math on that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's my report. All right.
that that it was kind of dull. It wasn't dull. It was great. Perfect. Well, yeah, that was good. It's kind of a dull division, you guys. Yeah, it's going to be bad. I think, I think yeah, I could see one of these teams winning the World Series, or at least representing the National right. League. Right, that's the other thing, is that if St. Louis wins it at 84 and 78 and then fucking beats the Dodgers. Or somebody else beats the Dodgers in a, like, quick series, you know, the first round, you know. Right, and then, and then you have something stupid like a... San Diego gets the Dodgers in the first yeah. round. Can they do that or will they keep them apart? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it depends on seeding. Right? But, yeah, uh, if they're the wild card and... It would probably yeah. be the DS, but it could be the CS. But if the Dodgers are the number one seed and the Padres are the winning wild card team, wouldn't they play? They would play in the DS. If the the, the Padres the, the, could beat the Dodgers, the well, we'll talk about the West next week. I know, I'm excited. I haven't prepared at all. That that's where, next week to see if I've done anything. Yeah, the West is where you're gonna see. Here's the thing, Thomas. You're going to have no winning teams out of the Central, and you get, like, two 100-win team teams out of the West. I guess if, that, if you were going to figure out the math on a, a team winning the division with a losing record, that would have to have something to do with it, right? Yeah, yeah. well, they also have the AL, the NL East projected with four teams over 500, so... Right. Yeah, and probably, like, three above 90, or... or <clears throat> yeah. Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been a National League Central uh, report. Uh, we got the NL West coming up next week. Then we will have I've got one nothing. More week. It'll be good. It'll be good. I'm excited about it. Dodgers uh, good. The, Do- the Dodgers are good. The end. There you go. Padres might be good, too. Padres could be good. Dodgers are going to be good. Way up high. <laughs> the Rockies are going to be bad. How bad are they? Tune in next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we'll do our picks the week after that. Uh, I have been watching some spring training baseball. The Chicago White Sox, my team, four wins, eight losses, and four ties. The Sox are eight and six. Red Sox. Hey, no, I watched them play the Twins. That was fun. I watched the Red Sox and the Twins. Remy, what's his first name? Jerry? Yeah, Jerry Remy. He's funny. Yeah. How do I find uh, spring training? Standing. Yeah, you can find it. Go to Cactus League standings. On the on my MLB app? I would just Google it. Oh, on my phone. See, that's what I'm saying. I can't get to it on my phone. It's the fucking tech department at the MLB. <laughs> <laughs> It's meaning mobile online content department at the MLB needs to get their shit together. Hashtag. It's meaningless. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, my name is Joel. For Thomas and Sam, this has been a dub on the of ostensibly a baseball podcast. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Be a I like this song.